day folks chaos is a ladder and welcome to episode four of beyond the red waste uh if we are uh a little lethargic today we apologize in uh yeah i i got no words we were in the car for about 12 hours today and i'm ready to hang myself but so. but we are doing this for you the dozens and it, when it is dozens, we we did officially confirm this week it is actually it is dozens. dozens, and we really do appreciate that y'all are listening. We do, thank you, because this is just us in our our janky yurt in our basement, talking shit. So thank you very very much for subscribing for listening. We really do appreciate it. So who are you? You're Bob, right? I'm Bob. I'm Erica, and I don't know if you can tell, we have a third presence here with us this evening. Hi, I'm Harry. He's gonna shout into the mic. <laughs> we'll we'll try and train him throughout the episode. Just talk normal, babe. You don't have yeah. to shout. It's all right. Yeah, um, yeah. He, Harry is uh, uh, he returned with us, and uh, Harry is a podcast newbie. I'm assuming. Yes. <laughs> yep. So if you're if you're wondering what's going on here. Um, we thought our microphone rig would work um, with three microphones, but evidently um, it doesn't, and we don't want to be up till 4 o'clock in the morning figuring it out, so there will be a little bit of coordination, so I apologize for that. But it's fine. It'll yeah. be all right. So we're going to... Apologies. It's all his fault. We're going to hold off on what everybody wants to talk about at first. We'll, yes. We'll have that... Uh, at the end of the uh, of the at the end of the hour, I think we'll run through this one chronologically because the we didn't really jump around very much this episode. No, we didn't. And we had nice big blocks at uh, each location, which I I kind of preferred. Yeah, it was really nice. It was finally like they got to a point in the season where shit can start happening. Right, and uh, there's actually and you know there's obviously what we want to talk about. But there's a lot of stuff throughout this episode that was really like, oh yeah, yeah, we're we're getting to oh, the meat. yeah, we're getting to the meat, <laughs> the, that good Game of Thrones meat. So Bob, you have your uh, little rundown of the episode there. Would you like to talk us through it? Yeah, I certainly would. So uh, we started off the episode with Jamie and Bronn. Oh, it was so good to see Bronn back. Speaking, I think we saw him last episode, didn't we? Yeah, I think he just kind of poked his head in. And, uh, but yeah, we got some, we got some good quips from some Sir Bronn of the Blackwater. Uh, I love him. I was getting a little worried for him at the end of the episode, but. So what do you, your thoughts, Bronn is like our favorite. So Bronn's not our favorite. The Hound, I, the Hound. Well, the Hound is favorite. your favorite. Right. Because the Hound is glorious. Bronn is definitely top 10. Uh, I think, I think big things are going to happen for him. And I think he's going to have a very glorious death. I don't think he's going to make it all the way. Oh, no. Oh. I don't know. I think Bran and the Hound are going to be, like, chilling on the Iron Throne together. Oh, that would be the best. It really would. I think they, well, they had some interactions. I think they almost killed each other before the Battle of the Blackwater, if memory serves. I feel like after, uh, after Clegane Bowl, when that eventually happens, it comes. Um, they're just 
going to come across each other right after, and they're just going to call each other cunt a bunch of times. And doff the hats and then go grab a beer. <laughs> and eat lots of chickens. Yeah, there you go. That's very key. Can't forget those chickens. The chicken. <laughs> so, yeah, so we set that up with they're leaving uh, High Garden with all the gold. They're marching through the reach with all of the gold, and I believe they send that along. So that does... It, That's their top priority. I believe that does get to King's Landing. Right. Because they mentioned that right before the shit we all want to talk about happens. Yeah. yeah. And then that's... There was a little back and forth, you know, Jamie is very clearly upset. Yes. And he, you know, he found well, out what really happened. Right. Bron can tell, so he's giving him some shit. Uh, but Jamie's kind of... Jamie, Jamie's up in his own head this episode. Yeah. And rightfully so. I mean, you, you find out that the, the real way your eldest died, and yeah. And uh, Lady Eliana's words, I'm sure, are kind of ringing in the old mind grapes. Right. Because Cersei will be the death of him, as we, we see toward the end of this episode. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. And that, that scene really bleeds in well with the next scene, which is Cersei and the rep from the Iron Bank. In King's Landing. Mark Gaddis. Mark Gaddis. Mycroft Holmes from Sherlock. And See? other things. See? Erica See knows what? things. I do know Erica things. knows things. I don't know things. I'm a vast font of useless trivia so that I do nothing with except annoy my husband. Don't always annoy me. Yeah. Um, what, what I was, I was kind of, uh, last week after that, after last week's episode, it was kind of like, oh, the Iron Bank's going to go with Cersei. And that's at least what they were leading you to believe. Mm -hmm. But I've kind of always had this thought in the back of my head, you know, for a few seasons now that, you know, Cersei owes, or the Crown, owes so much money to the Iron Bank. Right. You know, how how are they not just going to stab her in the back uh, when they have the chance to get what's theirs? And I was a little worried for a moment that the, the Iron Bank might kind of actually go with Cersei. Um, after this episode, I'm not. No, she they're going to get their money from her, and then he's going to be like, all right, toodles. Right. Dragons? No. No, I'm good. No. I'm good. Yeah, those no. future investments? I don't think so. No. Sorry, babe. <laughs> I think they liked having her in debt, and now that she's not in debt, they don't have her in their back pocket. Right, well, they've got those uh, carts full of gold. You know, they've got what they want, right? So right. once they have that... Well, like he said, it's the interest. Right. Well, that... Yeah, they wanted the interest, but, you know, you don't... You're not going to make a bet on such a risky situation. Not after seeing... You right there? Yeah, I'm good. We don't edit this podcast, so it's okay. You can cough, you can hack, you can sniff. I mean, I do try I do try I and make my head I don't go through this one. Off. I just make sure that I know, the sound that, is that's, fine. That's why I'm a little more... Okay, and then it's just like whatever yeah. the shit, just post it because we want it up by Monday. Um, but no, no, I don't think the Iron Bank is going to stick with her at all. No. Once they find out what actually happened, which we can talk about again more when we get to the thing that everybody wants to talk about. Right. Um. Yeah, we'll kind of... No, that made me very happy because I've wanted, I've wanted for so long for that to pay off. Yeah, because they showed up what, uh, probably season four, right? 
It was yeah. maybe season four, season five, somewhere back then. Was it season then. three? It might have been season three. I don't know. But it was early because I you thought know, they... it was after Rob died. Was it? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Right? I think so. That yeah. sounds right. Um, all right, so, whoops. Enjoy the noise, folks. We don't edit this podcast. We're, 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 we're trying here. This is especially uh, an experiment for us because we've not had a guest on one of our podcasts yet. I mean, that's incorrect. But and we're, we're two big guys, too, so. Eric casted with us oh, last year. Yeah. Well, that was remote. No, he was at the house with was us. Was he at the Yes, he was. Oh, okay. Nice job. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Eric. We were in the car for 12 hours. Yes. Bob apologizes. Yeah. That was with that was with the simpler mic setup, though. It was, yes. Which yes, didn't, was. which is not as good audio quality, but is simpler. Mm-hmm. So, so it's an experiment. We don't, we don't do things simply, though. No. We, we like to We like to make it as difficult as possible. That's kind of our jam. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's kind of all that really happened at King's Landing. There wasn't, uh, we unfortunately didn't get any great Cersei-ness this episode. It was No, kinda... I, I think that'll all be coming next episode. Yeah. Um, then, what did we do? Oh, uh, you're the one with the notes. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at the notes. Well, we went to Winterfell then, didn't we? We did go to Winterfell. We went to, it was no. Bran and Littlefinger. Was it Winterfell or was it in the caves? At... No, no, no. Uh, Dragonstone is two more scenes, two scenes later. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's right, but we do start with uh, Bran and uh, Sir Very, Very, Very Dead by the end of this season. Uh, Littlefinger. <laughs> Mr. Peter Baelish. Bran is... Uh, I just... I can't, I can't stand him. I, I just... I can't stand Bran. <laughs> From the books, those are always the chapters that I skipped. I just never... Yeah. I don't care about his story. It just doesn't interest me at all. They... Well, and, I mean, we talk about this anytime brand comes up and it's it's so unfortunate because there could be something really interesting but they just wasted they didn't explain it they didn't do anything in season five with them when they really could have and yeah we harp on this every week but i mean how can you not though because he comes back every time he's on screen it's the same thing well and it's bizarre because though i guess we only saw him for that brief moment at the end of last season right where he sees the rest of the vision Right. And maybe then he, like, comes into being the Three-Eyed Raven there. I thought the Three-Eyed Raven wasn't allowed to leave, like, north beyond the wall. I don't know. I mean, we're kind of rewriting the game here, though, right? Yeah, I, I think what you're probably thinking about, Harry, is um, there's something, I don't know if it's a fan theory or if it's supported in uh, some of the supplemental material. If we're talking fan theories, you need to be wearing your tinfoil hat. Oh, yeah, tinfoil hat's on. Let me put that on. I, I enjoy that you both mimed putting on hats as if the people could see you. Well, it's important. The people know. They do know. Um, the, the the theory was is that if the three-eyed raven passes beneath the wall... The wall would come down, right? Or the magic that's protecting the wall would be removed. Well, and we know from the um. preview that the White Walkers are heading for Eastwatch by the sea. Right. So we could... Because they're the only thing in this entire show that respect the laws of space and time yes yes they are well they're cold they move slow they're frozen <laughs> well Arya had a TARDIS you know that 
Yeah. Yeah. She just yeah, that she, was a thing that she had. Oh, can she be the next companion? I think she wasn't she on. She was on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd be into that. That's too much t- uh, uh, female juice, though. What the, what the fuck do we have? Estrogen. That's the word I was Estrogen. looking for. Not female juice. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so uh, Bran and Littlefinger sitting there, and uh, Littlefinger gives him... Well, Littlefinger, and I think this these scenes are the ones that best illustrate this whole... We're not doing things the old way anymore. Right. The old book, the old playbook is out. So Littlefinger thinks that he can roll in and really kind of manipulate these Stark kids where they've seen some shit and they're just not, not they're having not it. They're not right. putting up with it exactly. anymore. And Sansa was right there for most of it and saw, you know, his his deal. So she's not having it either. She just misses him constantly. Yeah, she's and, literally just waiting for an excuse to kill him. Right, and Arya saw him today and was just like, "Oh, oh, oh yeah. you're so you're dead. dead. I'm going to murder the shit out of you." Well, what the the best thing Bran has done in the entire show, uh, yeah, you're killing me, Smalls. Oops. Um, the best thing Bran has done in the entire show happened tonight when he said, do you know whose knife this is? Cause you, and, you know, Littlefinger plays, oh, I have no clue. Right. Where, well, where did this come who's, from? Whose knife was it? I don't remember. That was actually, that is Baelish's knife. That's Littlefinger's knife. But then back in season one, he told Cat uh, and Ned that he uh, lost it in a bet to Tyrion. Right. So that's what set off pretty much the entire war, because well, the Starks yeah. went again, like thought that the Lannisters were trying to um, uh, kill Bran because they saw the whole he saw the whole incest thing, but it was actually um, oh no 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 it wasn't that it was Cat's sister sent her the message saying that the Lannisters killed John Aaron. Right. But yeah. it was actually but that was Peter Baelish. It was Littlefinger. Littlefinger had Cat's uh, sister. What is her name? Lissa. Creepy McCreepy. Yeah, scene. she's a maniac. Dead lady. Yeah, she is dead. She, she was is very dead. Yeah, she <laughs> was the one who actually killed John Aaron. Yeah. Um, and Littlefinger just set this all in motion because chaos is a ladder. I am kind of curious how, like, what his death scene is going to look like. And if it's going to be... No, you know what's happening? Arya's going to gank him with the fucking dagger. That's what's going to happen. He's going to turn into a White Walker, then get ganked with the dagger because the dagger is Valerian steel. He can get ganked with the gagger, dagger twice. Yeah. yeah, that worked. No, I... Two gankings. The gankinings. The gankinings. No, what, I, what I'm curious about, though, is how public it'll be. Uh, and if you're going to get the the big monologue from Bran explaining how Littlefinger destroyed, essentially set off the war that destroyed Westeros. Um, oh, Littlefinger. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, so, and how credible is that to the rest of the people? I well, mean, you really all... need some sort of, like, harder evidence right. that so, but it was, it was in him. In theory... As the Three-Eyed Raven, Bran will know how to get that evidence. 
not only that, but they said something, I think it was last episode, that Maester Lewin kept records of all the ravens that came in. That's correct, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That could really be, you know. Oh, his undoing is going to be great. Oh, he's he's not surviving this season. Well, and I love the looks, because uh, we can actually, we can, uh, well, let's talk about Mira before we go into. Poor Mira. Our, um, Poor thing. And this is. The point that I wanted to bring up was that... I'm also pretty sure that she's just not on the show anymore. No, she's probably done. Which sucks, because I, I did enjoy her, but... Yeah. Who was Mira again? She was the girl with the dark curly hair with Bran. She traveled with Bran. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember her. Yeah. Aww. Oh, well. <laughs> wow. Ice cold. So ice cold. Um... Yeah, she uh, is probably just gone from the show because we just don't have the time. But right. yeah, she got kind of she just got to thank you for her efforts with uh, with Bran. Right, because he's kind of a dick now. And the comparison that I wanted to bring up, Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan, how did you know? I'm psychic. Uh, <laughs> I have psychic abilities. No, it, because I you, was once a precog. Were you? I was. Yeah. Why'd you stop? Yeah, it sucked. Okay. Benefits were terrible. Yeah, figures. Public servants. And I, I like having hair. Weekends. Yeah, blows. That whole pre-crime thing. <laughs> not, not, not for me. Uh, so you know, it, do you know who Doctor Manhattan is? I do know who Doctor Manhattan is. I'm sure Manhattan he is. saw the Watchmen saw movie, the and movie. he probably fucking loved it. Uh, I didn't like the movie very much. That's shocking to me. Um, but he was the. The guy with the changing mask, right? No, I'm just kidding. He was the blue guy. <laughs> Eric, Erica's face. She's 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 getting that dagger from the show, and she's gonna no. stab me. No, no. No, she much prefers the cleaver. Oh no. I do like my cleaver. <laughs> no, uh, but you know, there's in the Watchmen. You know, Doctor Manhattan. Once he transforms, he. He has the knowledge of the universe. Well, once you transcend to like a higher plane of existence, which I guess you can argue that Bran has done, where you see everything, time isn't linear for you anymore. You see it as if it's a comic book. You can just see it all. It's all there on the page for you. Exactly. And so Bran, you know, he's becoming more and more detached from reality. He's becoming just fucking weird. Right. Uh, well, he's probably not long for Winterfell either. I don't. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, when his wolf died, he no longer is a Stark, right? No, no, he's still a Stark. He's still a Stark. I thought it was like representation, like when the wolf dies, like that Stark child dies. I think that I think that was mostly kind of uh, a red herring thrown in early in the show. Um, just to kind of throw you off. Well, I think Mira said it best when she was like, no, he died in the cave. You're not Brandon Stark anymore. Right. So when the Starks die, Sansa betrayed the, Sansa betrayed the Starks, so her, her wolf died. How did Sansa betray the Starks? By defending Joffrey. That wasn't betraying the Starks. She's a kid, and she was, like, trying to defend the kid that she was going to be betrayed nah, to. Nah, you defend Joffrey. I don't agree. I mean, you're wrong. That's fine. It's my podcast, so I'll just <laughs> edit all that out. We will not have contrarian opinions here. No, I, I just, no. I think the whole idea of Sansa, yeah, Sansa was a little girl when all of this shit went down. And I think there's, yeah. 
I think I struggled a little bit with Sansa early on, and well, I think the and, problem was in the books. She's a lot younger, right. and they really play up that whole she just wants to be like a princess thing, and her whole arc is that all gets just like completely decimated and destroyed and she realizes that that's right. all bullshit and, it, and i think in the show because she was she significantly was older, older for good reason you can't be doing these horrific things to right. kids you know but well, they still were pretty young but but then watching she, it on 17, tv 18, right she was older when they started but then you watch on tv and you're like you should be old enough to see and that's what frustrated me because she's meant to be what like 12 right 13 something like that but right. the actress playing her was a lot older she has lots of followers on social media. Well, good for her. Did you know that? She recently said that she got a role because of how many social media followers hey, she has. Hey, I don't give a shit about any of that. She just needs to do the motherfucking Dark Phoenix correctly, and then we'll be fine forever. Do you know what the Dark Phoenix is, Harry? He watches the X-Men movies. I do know what the Dark Phoenix is. I like the Phoenix. On X-Men. So what else you got? All right, moving on from that. Uh, so then, well, and then we got what Brienne uh, sparring with Arya. In that's later. Winterfell, right? That's later. Love Brienne. Oh, Brienne's the best. Brienne is the best. But she that, doesn't have much to do this season, though, which is a little disappointing. Um, but that is a little later in the episode. What the next thing is Arya coming to? Oh, Winterfell. that's right. Actually, her actually getting there. Yeah, right, right, fucking right. around with the guards. I enjoyed which that. was pretty funny. And then her conversation with Sansa. In the crypts. In the crypts. And Which was good. I liked that a lot. It was really... F- her f- when she first mentions the list and Sansa's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And then Bran brings it up later. And, and it's like, oh, well, she's fuck, like, she does actually have a list. Jesus she's Christ. probably killed people. Glorious. <laughs> uh, no, actually, what I really appreciated was as soon as they showed that statue of Ned, I was like, that doesn't look anything like fucking Sean Bean. And then the first line they say is like, that doesn't look anything like Dad. Yeah, I was like, that was oh, good. thank you. That was a nice little touch. I like when they call that shit out. I liked the reunion, though. I thought the reunion was really well done. Yes. And I liked that Sansa hugged Arya, and Arya kind of had that very far-off look on her face, not really hugging her back, and then they started talking. And then Arya went and hugged Sansa. Yeah. So you're getting that humanity back from Arya now that she's back with her family. She's still a badass. And she's totally going to fucking kill Littlefinger. But she's she's not the killing machine she once was. Right. She's a killing machine with a conscience now. Mm-hmm. Or her family, that sense of humanity back. Um, so then they, they go, as you said, they go up and talk to Bran. Um, Bran continues to be creepy. Right. Well, and Sansa kind of, she's like, and Bran's cold. And Bran's here. I hate Bran. <laughs> why Why do you hate Bran so much, Harry? He's just, uh, he's a creepy, creepy little toadstool. Well, and uh, again, his stuff in the books, it was always, were always the chapters I skipped. And every time in the show, he's just, besides seeing the incest happen, I feel like he's just kind of useless, and I don't know, I just, I could do without him. I think ultimately, with his ability to see the past in these last couple episodes, he's going to be a lot more important. I'm interested to see how he proves that John is a Targaryen. Yeah. That's yeah. A, well, that's, and that's the big question about Bran is... You know, he can see everything, but it's always just his word. Well, and that's the thing, right? 
right. if there's no proof for it, what do you do then? But right. So it, it's interesting. It'll be interesting. One, it kind of seems like he's aware of that fact that he knows he needs to prove it in order to get the things done that he's going to want to get done. Right. My question is... Well, and that also proves that John is actually of a, of a Stark as well. Right. And Bran is like, I'm not Lord of Winterfell. Don't call me Lord Stark. That's not what I am anymore. I'm something else. So I don't know that he wants to get all granular with that shit. He just kind of wants to be like, you mortals deal with your own affairs. I'm going to go find a tree to go like stab into myself and just kind of hang. That's going to be an interesting image when we finally That's get there. That's what Max von Sydow was doing. Max von Sydow. And then he left to give the map to Yennefer. Shabam. Yeah, but he was kind of bad at that. He got it to Poe. And then he died. Yeah. Womp Oh, Poe. That's how we tangent on our, our podcast. We just start talking about it. Uh. Random other shit. Are you like fascinated no, by the recording at the, I'm timeline? I'm looking at the lines and I don't see the lines very like so I, I I don't know if it's really recording. It's still recording. It's still recording yeah. now. All right, perfect. We mess with the levels and stuff when I when I uh, edit, but yeah, yeah. Well, not edit. I mean, just make sure that the sound isn't all fucked up. Right. Because <laughs> I don't edit this podcast. Except for a couple of weeks ago when Bob farted when we were recording. <laughs> that I took out for you. Needs to be genuine. Genuine podcasts. No, I actually ge- I genuinely sat there for 10 minutes and laughed my ass off about it. I kept replaying it because there's something wrong with me. <laughs> but I did take it out of the podcast because you people don't want to hear that. Did you save uh, a clip of it, though, so you can play it later? I believe we still have the raw file of that cast. I did not save the little, like, second-long clip of you farting. Though, like, no. hit the F button and it just fart? Unfortunately, we don't have the soundboard Yet. <laughs> yet. You can make it a ri- you can make it like a text ringtone. <laughs> should we move on? I think we should move okay. on. Okay. Um, well, the other thing I liked when uh, the Stark kids were walking through the um, uh, the courtyard, uh, Brienne and Pod saw them, and Pod was like, "You know, you promised you'd protect both the Stark girls, and you, you know, did. you've really kept your vow to Lady Stark." Right. And Brienne's gonna like. Don't fucking call me Lady M again, but she was like, nah, it's all right. Thanks, Pride. Appreciate it. Yeah. Which is nice. I, I wish they had more to do, but I really feel that, uh, again, because of the pacing and the speedy nature of this season, they're not, we're not getting that nearly as much time with our uh, favorite Perif characters. Oh, Pod and his magic, magic penis. Yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? We've never. I think we were talking about that like off air one day. Like maybe we never we never got the explanation on why Padraig is such a sex god. Because he has a big dick. I think that was as simple as it is. He's just got a very large dinkle donger. Yeah, fair. Um. So then, why do you think Brienne kept him around? Oh no. 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 It's Brianna <laughs> Tormund. Get it right. Or pay the price. Can Bonawana. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Uh so yeah, you get them you get that scene, they all walk in and uh you know, it's it's kind of a cool moment. Well, it's nice to see them all together again. Right. 
And then we get the scene with uh, Brienne and Arya sparring. Yeah. Which that, I enjoyed as well. That's not in order, but let's just hit it. No, oh. we're in Winterfell. I don't right. what happens between then. Um, just Dragonstone. Well, we'll cover all of Dragonstone yeah, so together. That's fine. Yeah. Um yeah, it's fine. I said it was fine. How's that? Well, fine. Fine. That's how it is. Fine. 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 Thank you, Jamie. Ralph Fines? No. Ray Fines. I think those are the same person. Moving on. So yeah, there's so Arya comes into the courtyard watching um, Brienne just beating the pulp out of Podrick. <laughs> She's teaching him. She's not beating him. Eh, but this is how you learn. Uh, and she's like, I want to train with you. And well, and you can tell, like, as they're doing it, she Brienne's holding back at first because she, you know, right. We've never really seen her lose a fight. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, at first she's like, "Oh, let me go get the master, or the uh, master of arms, for you to train with." And she's area is like, "Now nah, you beat the hound. I want to train with you." Right. And uh, she kind of, they're both their eyes kind of light up when they realize, "Oh shit!" You know, there's actually somebody that can like go toe to toe with. This is rad. And then they really start getting into it, and they it's a nice little bonding moment for them. Yeah, it is, and it's it's a cool moment of for Brienne and it makes me wonder if there will be something to pay off with Brienne later in that Brienne saying oh wait there's a technique well and Brienne's gonna be there right she will because she's sworn to the the Stark girls now right so she's not going anywhere she'll always be around yeah unless they fucking kill her which they probably will because she's fucking great but um yeah I, I don't see her well when she rushes into battle to uh to avenge the death of Tormund. Let's not talk about it until it happens. I'm, I'm really, hoping it I doesn't. really worry that the... Yeah, he's probably gonna He's gonna die. do it, because we all love him. Yeah. And we can't have nice things. Uh. Sad face. So, yeah, it's cool. And then what was... What's uh, really interesting is you have, you know, up... You have Sansa and Littlefinger up on the balcony. It was really remin- watching them. reminiscent of that scene from the first season where uh, Sean Bean and it, uh, it, Ned, I don't stop calling him by his proper name, Ned Stark and Caitlin Stark are uh, watching the kids while they're shooting and Arya comes in and like shoots a bullseye when Bran's trying to shoot. Right. It really reminded me of that. Yeah. And that's what Littlefinger would like it to be. Because he wants, he wants to marry Sansa because he's a big creepo. But um, but that's not what's going to happen. No, no. If that like area gave him was any indication. Well, yeah. and then he got to see that Arya has the blade that Bran gave it to her. Right. And you can see he's looking at the situation. He's like, something's not right. My machinations here. aren't going the way I thought they would go. Right. So... What's going on right. here? Well, and I have a feeling Bran gave her the blade because he uh, he knows what's coming. Right. So it was one of those, like, let me just facilitate this just a smidge. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. Bran sees that, like, he can kind of see the future. Yeah. Uh, well, it's all just kind of laid out for Bran. You can, like, you know uh, how you're, yeah. you read... You know, and you kind of don't see what's coming, but if it's like a picture book, you can kind of see what's coming. And if Brand knows Littlefinger started it all, might as well. 
And he does, right? Because he wouldn't have said that chaos is a ladder if he didn't. Because that's... Well, it's very, it's very Jedi-esque, isn't it? Where you have a very clear picture of the past. Well, he did learn from Max von Sydow. I mean, I don't think he was a Jedi, but still. Same universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, right, Littlefinger is fucked. Oh, he's so dead. Too long didn't read Littlefinger fucked. <laughs> so how about we uh, take a, a jaunt south? Shall we? To Dragonstone. Sure. And uh, we'll start in the caves. Um, well, Dragonstone's not that south. It's more, it's more to the east, isn't it? Um, it's southeast. It's like directly east of King's Landing. It's south which of is Winterfell, south. I guess. When you say south, I think Dorne. No one thinks of Dorne. No, no one does. No one thinks of Dorne. And there was a a kind of spoilery thing. I saw on the web today, uh, re someone who's not planning, who doesn't expect to be on the show any longer. Uh, Is she currently in a cage watching her daughter's bones rot? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Brutal. A little bit. Uh, no that Cersei. was great. No Cersei. Uh, um, uh, yes. So, anyways, if we're done with geography. Never. <laughs> Never done with geography, Bob. It's a very important discipline. Anyway. Anyways. We're south of Winterfell. We're south of Winterfell. Uh, Southeast. Hi. Uh, so Danny and John are fucking by the end of the season, yes? Oh, well, yes. Definitely. Is that what you're going with that? More incest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, At least it's not brother-sister. Well, it's aunt and nephew. That's aunt and much nephew. Much better. <laughs> aunt and nephew. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, well, in th- this whole thing, because you know she's she's sitting there, and her argument is, well, if you care about your people, why don't you bend the knee? Right. And he said, well, you need us. Too. So, if you care about your people, why don't you just drop it? So. <laughs> well, though, I think you're gonna see when we get to the thing that we all want to talk about. Danny might start thinking she doesn't need other people. Well, and when we get to talking about the preview for next week, that's much more relevant. Yes. Um, yes. but uh, up until then, so we we get um in that episode, uh, or in that scene. Um, one, we get a little like, uh, postcoital nodding between Miss Andi and, uh, uh, Danny. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, but they didn't fuck each other. Hmm? They didn't fuck each other. No. Right. No. Yeah. Well, when you say postcoital nodding between Miss Sandy and Danny, it makes it sound like they fucked each other. You okay. realize that, right? Okay. Now, now that you say it that way, I didn't say it that way. You said it that well, way. Well, no. Now that you describe it, you did say it that way. I'm not saying I, I didn't say it that way. Check tape. <laughs> we are recording this. We could check it. Um, so there was that little throwaway scene. But no, and I think it's it's nice to see that it's not because you did have that moment a little later between 
uh, John Davos and Missandei, where they're like, are you real sure that she would, like, just let you leave? Like, that you're not just serving someone new? So seeing that kind of friendly banter between Missandei and Danny is kind of important for when you do see that scene. Yes. And that's always been there, right? Right. Danny's always thought of her as more than just, you know, like a handmaiden or something. She is, like, a trusted advisor, somebody that's been with her, you know, for a really long time, someone she trusts. Right. And they do have that kind of friendly back and forth. Yes. Um, but at, so after that, uh, John takes Danny into the caves because he wants to show her. Davos is also trying to get it in with Miss Andy. Yes. Which I'm enjoying. <laughs> um, but anyway. Anyways. Wait, didn't, didn't Danny call out Tyrion first before they went down to the caves? That was after. That was after? Yeah, that's as they're exiting the caves. Because they're waiting for them, right? Because right. Tyrion and uh, Varys, who doesn't have any lines this episode. Some great looks, but no no lines. Right. Varys. Varys is great. Sporting that great tan, too. Varys is, Varys is in my top five. Top five? Ooh. Who else is in your top five? I'd rather not talk about it. That means? Jamie Lannister. Jon Snow. Tyrion. Lots of men. That was, I realize he's going to call me out as soon as I give the mic back to him, so I'm going to make up some stuff along the way. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, so Danny and John go into that cave. They see the paintings of the first men and the children of the forest, and then they see some, and then Jon Snow just totally drew those White Walkers, right? He had some markers. Just like, see, I'm right, you're wrong. That, that is literally what I was thinking so was through I. the whole thing. Yeah. I was like, I was waiting for the scene after where Davos and John just nodded at each other. Like, like good work, got man. We got her. We got her. We got it. Because Davos was waiting there first. So he was in there like, let me just, just this. He's like, John, you got you, you got to do the White Walkers. I haven't seen them. Right. You got a better uh, eye for that shit, man. But um no, and those moments between John and Danny, those like looks and the it's like like just just fuck already. Just do it. Just fuck. Let's get it over with. But as they're coming out, we get the news about Casterly Rock and kind of the goings on there. And that's when Danny is just like, Fuck this shit. We getting some dragon action. Mm-hmm. And this was probably, I mean, bar none, the best use of the dragon so far in the show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But before we get to that scene, I think, you know, what happened. Oh, did we uh, skip, uh, we skipped Theon. Too, well, we? before oh. that, I think what, uh, there was a lot of very important stuff that happened on that beach. Yep. Beach well, shit. Beach shit. Beach talk. Well, Danny losing faith in Tyrion. There's that. And uh, with, with Daenerys... Well, what she brought up was, oh, the Lannisters, your family. Maybe you don't want to, like, actually hurt them. And you can see that later on, which was also great. Well, and it's kind of, like, I mean, news like that would suck. What I think the problem is, though, is Danny doesn't, you know, she's not... um, She's not experienced in the way of war, at least in the terms of, um, in terms of how it happens in Westeros. Well, and neither is Tyrion. No, I mean he's more experienced, you could argue, than Danny because he did have. Uh, we've seen him have military victories, right? Right. I mean, he defended uh, King's Landing during the Battle of Blackwater. Just nobody right. fucking talks about it. 
but I think he he made maybe subconsciously he is because he does he it's doesn't give a criticism. shit about Cersei, but he does care about Jamie and he knows Jamie's the one that, that's out there doing the fighting. And I think you can see later on that he he cares about the people of Casterly Rock. Oh, definitely. Well, he was raised with those people. These are people he knows. Well, not maybe not like knows knows, but well, and Tyrion is smart enough to know that the small folk don't give a fuck. No, and you know they're just trying to live. Oh, same thing with the soldiers and shit, right? Right. It's just these are people who are just like. And that's that's why he's so adamant that. You know, she needs to do this the right way. And then John backs that up. Right. You know, John, you know, because she's frustrated. She, you well, saw, she's just like, right, I got dragons. Fuck this shit. Let me go burn this fucker to the ground. Right. Yeah. And then she asks John. Right. What would you do? And John doesn't want to respond at first. He's like, but he basically says the same thing. Everyone else has told her. Right. Like, well, except for people that are now dead. <laughs> but, you know, they're like. If if you want them to think of you as anything else, well, if you want to be different, you have to do it differently. You can't right. just charge into King's Landing and kill everybody. That's just not gonna. It's right. not gonna work. Right. Not doable. So, I think we can finally get to the thing. Are we wants. there? I think we can because you're you're wondering what she's gonna do with that, and it's like okay, it's a military strike. She's attacking. She she. You know, we cut to Well the first reach. we get we get Theon coming back. Oh that's right. We did we did get Theon. John has his moment of you're a piece of shit and the only reason you're alive is because of Sansa or what mm-hmm. you did for Sansa. What did he do for Sansa? I don't remember. He got her out of Winterfell. Yeah. Oh He got her right. away from Ramsay. Right. Yeah. Um and yeah, got her to uh Brienne and then Brienne took her home and then he went back to Pike to be with his sister. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, John basically is like, yeah, you're a piece of shit, like everyone else thinks you are, and you're useless and not good for anything. Hopefully, that's building to something at some point. Hopefully, I, I hate him so much. Well, it's kind of well, it's the, the the shitty thing about a show like this, especially when it's winding down, is when they're taking up real estate with somebody that you don't really care about. Right. So that's a little rough. At least we didn't go to Old Town today. Yeah, oh, that's another thing, though, about the credits. They're just showing everything now. It's not like how it used to be where it'd be, oh, these are the places we're going. Right. They just have a set credits for this season, and that's what they're using, I think. At least that's what it seems like they're doing. Seems like it, yeah. Uh, so Theon's basically like, I want to ask the queen if she'll help me save my sister. And John's like, oh, yeah, she's not, not here. And it's like, oh, finally. So we cut back to the Reach. Back to the Reach. Um, we know that's where they say that the uh, the gold has gotten to King's Landing, but all the food and shit is still... It's gone. It's there. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, it's still... It's there. In the field. So then we get some lovely banter back and forth with... Uh, who is it? Um, it's uh, um, <laughs> Dickon Tarly, <laughs> who Bran, Bran is like fortunate name dude uh and he ribs him a little bit what did he say he's like uh they're talking about what happens when the man dies he shits himself he shits himself and bron's like oh i learned that when i was five which yeah. just they they don't talk about his childhood but you get these little moments throughout the seasons that paint this delightful picture of this just 
fucked up man, and I love him. And I would like to take an aside on that. Let's aside. Um, that is the best. That's the best character building. Oh, for sure. You know the little shit here and there. I to to the showrunners of Game of Thrones. Don't make a show that we get details about Bronn's past. I don't need it. In the very same way, we don't need a Han Solo movie. I don't think they're going to do it. Are they doing a show about Bronze? No, I'm just preemptively telling them. Please don't do it. Yeah, because they're going to listen to you. Though you are a white dude, so maybe they will. That's true. No confederate. Oh, that's censorship, though. Sorry. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, there's some good-natured ribbing. uh, Because I think that was Dickens' first... uh, (laughs) First... Dickens. Giggle, giggle, giggle. His first, uh, his first battle, right? Right. So they're talking, and then Bronn is like, "You hear that?" And it's the the telltale sound of horse hooves, which is, you know, they're like, "Okay, we've dealt with this before." They form up. You can hear the Dothraki kind of screaming and doing their war cries. They crest over the hill. And then you get that moment where you get that great dragon roar, and everybody's face is just like, "Ah, oh, fuck." Well, shit. All of the poop has released. Yes. <laughs> and we get one of the major reasons that this is only a seven-episode season. Yeah. And the CG looked great, outstanding. Whatever Danny's on the back of the dragon, it looks a little janky. But everything else, I thought, looked stunning. Oh, it was absolutely great and that was what uh like a 10 minute scene ish yeah and kind of reminiscent of the battle of the bastards right where you're kind of following jamie you're following uh braun and really in the in the shit with them and seeing how just fucking terrifying this is yeah because literally everything is on fire Mm -hmm. well it it was it was tactically speaking it was kind of weird that um she would not do more with the dragon before bringing the Dothraki and the Sinisham off. Well, I think what she wanted was she, like, they're already charging. She comes in and she breaks the line mm-hmm. so they can get behind there. Yeah. And then what she kind of did was flies around and she kind of pins the Lannister men in by setting fire to everything behind them. Right. And then she goes after, the, like, the, the convoys, the foods, and all that right. shit. So it, I thought it made sense from kind of, a, and I have no mind for any of this shit, but it, in the terms of the story, I thought it made sense. And by having the Dothraki charge in, it brought the whole army to one place, whereas they were all spread out beforehand. Right. So easier to kind of trap them in that one spot. Right. And we do see, I think, in the preview for next episode, there are some survivors, but they're all just like, Jesus fucking Christ. We, we fucked. And that was just one dragon. Just one. She didn't have all three of them there. That was just one. Well, she's she's notably missing she dragon riders. two other dragon riders. Uh, no, that whole scene was great. And th- it was another great moment of character for Jamie. Because, you know, Bronn's sitting there telling him, get the fuck out of here. He tells him, ride for King's Landing. Because right. they can't be that far because they did get the gold there. Right. And Jamie's not a coward. Say what you want about Jamie. He could be a piece of shit and he's a fucking bastard. Well, and. You know, but he's. No, no, I'm not going to leave my men. I'll fight with them. 
You gotta have a code, Erica. Man's gotta have a code. Well, and awesome. You, you see that at the beginning of that scene, that the whole battle be, where he's up on the ridge with Bron and um, Dickhead Tarly comes up and is like, you know, he's dead now, right? I think Did he died. I meant to ask you. I, I'm. He's gotta be. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Um, that the old man, the, the dad, or the that's the dad. That's yeah, the dad. I'm pretty sure the other one's dead too. Or did Maybe. he survive? He I don't know. Survive. You couldn't really tell. Uh, you know, what was I gonna say? Oh, you know, they're up there, and you know, Tarly says, "Well, you know, this is the rear, and you know, a good flogging motivates men." And and uh, Jamie's like. Yeah, Can we give them a chance Let's first? first, right. They did fight for us. Right. And they fought hard. Well, and we saw that, was it last year when he went to River Run? And he was just kind of like, look, this is the way shit is, man. Right. You know, like, he's he's really kind of changed a lot in that regard. Where at first it was like, let's go charge, like with Stark, with the Ned Stark in the first season. Where he was just like, let me go charging in here. And instead of just killing Ned and being done with it right away, he left him alive because one of the soldiers ran in and, like, stabbed him in the leg. Right. And his dad called him an idiot for it. And, yeah, kind of an idiot for it. In one of the best scenes of the entire series. <laughs> um, But, no, and it's nice to see Jamie kind of grow and mature and just kind of be like, you know, my sister's a fucking maniac. I need to be the one that's kind of level-headed here, and I'm in charge of the Lannister armies. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamie's, he's an interesting, he's a very, he may be the most interesting character on the show. Uh, not my favorite, but most interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, well, and you, and, I mean, he's there with his men, and you see the Dothraki coming in from the one side, instead of, like, even going behind his men, he just draws a sword and is like, let's fucking let's do this. go to hell, you know? Let's do this, exactly. Right. Uh, and then he sends, uh, Braun to go get the large crossbow. That thing is still so stupid. I can't. There's the a scorpion. name. The scorpion. There you go. Uh, it, it was cool to see that they had it like articulated because that didn't really come across in the let when they first showed when they it. Showed it. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, you know, fine. But I don't think it would be that light to move around or anything. But well, in the show, you're not allowed to zigzag. So no, no serpentine. No, no zigzagging. It's very no. We don't do that here. Dragon needs to get the memo. You're not allowed to zigzag. You gotta just go. Though the other thing we did see was they did try to shoot it with normal like little arrows, and they all just bounced off the right. the scales, right? Yeah. So Danny saw that she's like, oh, fucking rad, you know, like they got nothing. But then. So I think she assumed that with the scorpion, the same thing would happen. Well, and that was the that was a huge uh, kind of fuck up uh, militarily because now Danny knows that the weapon is a danger, right? And so she can work to avoid it and take it out before right. Um, Get some armor on those dragons. If you didn't take you didn't take out a dragon with that today, you're not going to get one ever again. No. Not by that. No. So. Uh, well, and what does it take to build these things? Do they have, what mm -hmm. are they made of? Like, I, I don't know. It if, doesn't look like much. No, but what but. I'm saying is, like, what, what uh, King's Landing doesn't have supplies anymore. Right. They're running low, all that shit. And, I mean, that was all the food in the Reach, too. Well, and there was like a, there's like a million people in King's Landing, right? Yeah, there's a very large population in King's Landing, yeah. yes. So... 
I mean, gonna get real. we've shown that the people, the common people in King's Landing will fucking riot over, like, if they don't have enough food. We saw that back in season two. I mean, if shit gets raw, it's going to get bad there. Yeah. So, the, the, uh, the next couple episodes, seeing what happens in King's Landing, it's going to be very interesting. And, uh, you know, as we were talking about earlier in the episode, um, you know, the gold got there. And the Iron Bank's going to get their due. But. He is going to put it on a boat and leave. Right. Why would he stay? Right. The Lannisters, I mean, that was, I mean, some, I think they said the army was stretched thin, right? But that's a good chunk of the, the men. Now, does the Iron Bank have an army? Like, what's the stop? Cersei from just saying, fuck you, I'm not paying. Well, I mean, that's a good point. Cersei could. She'd be incredibly stupid to do so. I mean, that's, you know, she she's ruled by her emotion, though, so she's going to get all pissed off about what happened. And if, well, uh, we're not sure what happened to Jamie. I mean, he's, I, he's not, there's no way he's dead at the... No, no. No. Um... <laughs> I love that. That was a great moment at the end there, too, though. Um, no, I mean, if... I, I would assume that if anything happens to that representative of the Iron Bank... All hell's gonna That come. they're just like, well, no, you're done. We're calling in all of our debts, and remember that? Like, I, see, I see a potential fun thing. If she, if she betrays the Iron Bank... Does anything to that rep- even just not pay? You could see a certain faceless man in King's Landing. Right. Yeah, you could definitely. And that would be very interesting if he was the one to kill her. Interesting, but not satisfying. No. But no. Well, yeah. Well, it could sh- still be satisfying. Yeah. It's now, it's it's got to be it's got to be Jamie or it's got to be Tyrion. Um. What was I saying, though? Because of the prophecy. Because of the prophecy that we were talking about the other day. Exactly. Um, what if he kills her as Jamie? I mean, I guess that's possible, but I just, I, I still think having, knowing Jamie's past, how he, he was loyal to the Mad King, but then he saw what the Mad King was doing, and that he was going to kill, like, all of King's Landing, so he was like, I have to stop this. Doesn't matter what happens to my honor, what people say about me. I in this moment, I have to stop this guy from killing right. a bunch of people. I think the narrative arc makes more sense if it's actual Jamie that does it. Yes, one thing I am concerned about with the show in general is um, there are so many things current at the moment that we're like, no, it only makes sense if this happened. You know, Littlefinger's so dead. You know, stuff like that, that I can foresee a curveball coming on one of these storylines. And which one it is, I don't know. I would anticipate most of them are going to play out the way we expect. Mm -hmm. But one of them is going to deviate. I mean, I think with the Iron Bank, what's going to happen is they're just going to call in all of their debts. And then all of that promise of, oh, all of these investment opportunities, your navy, your army, all of this... No, fuck you. If you're not gonna, no, you killed one of our representatives. You're not gonna give us our money. We're not helping you out at all. You fucked. Which do you think is coming first this season, the the war for King's Landing or the war with the White Walkers? I don't know that there is a war for King's Landing. I don't think so either. I think you might get a riot. 
I, I think mm-hmm. shit's going to go south at King's Landing within King's Landing, but I think that because John is so focused up north, and I think after this East, because we saw Eastwatch in uh, the previews where they're talking about the White Walkers are coming to Eastwatch, I think that's going to kind of be his opportunity to be like, no, look here, look at what's happening. And I think that's going to kind of... There was talk of the Dragon Pits outside of King's Land. Yes. So what dragon pits? So So what they're saying is in the rumors and stuff and flying around about this season that there were scenes where they're filming pretty much all of the surviving cast together at King's Landing in these dragon pits trying to like having a parlay and trying to figure out okay, the white walkers are a real problem. We need to focus on this cuz if that doesn't get resolved, none of this other shit matters. Another question I have for you. Sure. Um, do you think we're going to see ice dragons? No. I don't I don't see it. I think maybe in the books. That could potentially happen in the books. I don't think they're doing it in the show though. Not the way you you think. Like I don't think there's ice dragons below Winterfell. I don't think there's an ice dragon in the wall. What I think is going to happen is one of those dragons is somehow going to get killed. I don't know how, but the Ice uh, ice King, because we're watching Adventure Time all of a sudden, uh, the uh, Night's King is going to need a Dreadmount. And we've seen he's able to raise the dead. So I think one of those dragons is going to die, and he's going to be like, oh, oh yeah. Mine. My ride now. What up? Dibs. 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 Mine. Uh, so, we do see the dragon. Is it... Uh, Dracaris. Dracaris is what she says to shoot the fire. Isn't that his name? Isn't it Drogon? Well, what There's it? people screaming at their fucking, like, phones right now. <coughs> One second, folks. <laughs> I am so... We're the worst. We, you we know are. this. We're not good at names. You, you've you been listening this long. Yeah, because... Because she named them all after... Two right. of them are named after her brothers, and one of them is named after um, Drogo. Drogo, yeah. Huh. Yes, this is totally a thing. Okay. So I don't know. Drogon, yes. That's that's the name. That's the one that's there. Okay. Boom. Erica was right. I never said you were wrong. You said Dracaris. And that's what she says to light the fires. Okay. 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 So um, we we do see that the dragon is vulnerable, too. No, the thing is effective, right? And I was very concerned we were going to lose Bronn. Because Bronn gets to the scorpion. I am actually shocked. We didn't lose someone this episode. Yeah. Well, I think they're trying to, like, fake you out with the ending, but, like, no. You've taken away the Queen of Thorns from me. You leave Bronn alone. You leave Bronn alone. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. And that is Bronn who kicks him off, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. He is saved by flying Bronn. Yeah. It's outstanding. Um, so what we see is uh, Bronn manages to hit uh, Drogon with uh, the scorpion. In the wing shoulder. In the wing shoulder, but he can still fly. I, I think he's just—he was a little. Stunned. I think he was just kind of hovering down to land. But he was still able to 
he wasn't didn't have the full motion, but it wasn't like he fell. He was falling, but he managed to right himself. Yeah. And then did still manage to hover. So he could still do things. And we did also see, I mean, even when he's on the ground, he's still pretty devastating. Yeah. So they land. Uh, he destroys the scorpion because he's flying down at it. And he's like, yeah, now this is happening. Bron manages to jump off. And then Danny lands and stupidly gets off to try and rip this fucking, like, thing out of its shoulder. And then um, Jamie sees this and is like, I mean, I can't throw away my shot. So, um, yes, thank you. Is he not throwing away his shot? No, he's not. Uh, We also see Tyrion is actually overlooking this battle. Very conflicted. You know, he's having a hard time with it. And he's kind of watching for Jamie down there. He's telling Jamie to run. Right. He's like, don't fuck it. Like, no, don't. Don't be, don't an, be idiot. an idiot. Don't yeah. be a fucking idiot. Um, and of course, no. Jamie thinks he, he's doing this for the good of the realm. He grabs a... Does he think it's the good of the realm, though? I don't know. Or do you think he's just... I think he's just... It could also just be the heat, of, heat of, battle. of battle, and it's like, this is my enemy. I need to destroy this person. Right. So he grabs his... Uh, he finds a what do you call it? A lance, a staff, a stick, stick, a mm-hmm. pointy stick. <laughs> grabs it and is charging at Danny, and that's when Tyrion is like, "Ah, oh, you fucking idiot!" And because Danny's right next to Drogon, Drogon sees him coming and is like, "Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, well, you coming you at my mom? Yeah, now. I don't fucking think so." Right. And that's when we get Bronn, uh, Chucking into Jamie and then both falling into the water as the dragon completely decimates their poor horses. You don't want to be a horse on Game of Thrones. No, you do. Doesn't usually end well for you. And and, and, and we end with Jamie sinking into this uh, body of water. Yes, which appears to be a lot deeper than it looks like. From yes, much deeper than it looked like. <laughs> but I. Do you, I mean, we don't, any of us don't think this is the end of Jamie, do we? No. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I think either, well, what I said right after the episode um, was that I think he's kind of the best person to send to King's Landing, right? To be like, I could see Danny potentially uh, somehow getting him out of the water, maybe with the dragon, maybe with the Dothraki or whatever, and just being like, Go back to your fucking sister and tell her, just tell her what happened. And this is what's going to keep happening. Right. Until you bend the knee. Do you think he's going to bend the knee? Jamie? Uh, or John? John. No, I think someone's eventually going to figure out that, hey, why don't you guys marry? I think that's kind of what we're, we're moving towards. And that yeah. solves both problems. Right. You know, because John's very right. The Northmen won't right. accept it. Well, I also don't think we're that we're gonna deal with that this season, at all. I think that might know. be a next season issue. Mm-hmm. At um, this point. But yeah, I don't think Jamie's dead. I don't think Bronn's dead. But I do think that if if they don't crawl out of the water somehow themselves, because I guess it is feasible that Jamie could get out of some of his armor and swim back up to the surface. And we know Braun isn't wearing a bunch of heavy shit because that's not how he rolls. Right. <clears throat> um, 
But yeah, we do see uh, in the preview for next week, we see a scene of Danny kind of standing above some of the survivors and being like, you saw what happened, man. Bend the knee and, you know, it won't anymore. Yeah. We also see uh, in the preview for next week, um, you know, Varys and Tyrion talk. I think it was Varys and Tyrion, right? Maybe. One of them. And it's like, you need to talk her out of it. Oh, right, right, yeah, right, right. That right. was Varys telling Tyrion. And, you know, that's kind of the worry here is, is that. Well, she saw that this is effective. Right. Well, do you think Jorah might come back and replace Tyrion? No. Jorah's going to come back. Um, I'm frankly surprised we didn't. <laughs> because He's in the next time, boat. He'll be there, He'll be right. there next episode. Uh, I, I'm not really sure the role Jorah's going to play. I don't think he takes over his hand of the queen, though. No. Uh, I, I think for, you know, it, I think Tyrion still does have... She still values his advice. And I get he's a really good window into how this shit is run, right? right? But he's also part of that old guard. Right? He is. So that's I think he's that He's part of the old guard, but he doesn't believe in the old way. No, but he's still part of the old guard. So I do think that there's some concern there from fans that he might not survive. And they have said that we get might not survive? Tyrion. Oh, no. They s- the writers they do have one more big like oh fuck surprise for us this season before the end of the show. Oh, before the end of the yeah. show. Okay. So someone major is dying basically. <coughs> um, but no, I don't think Jorah comes in and replaces Tyrion because I do think that Tyrion still she still values his insight, but he's another sword. He's another. He's a little, maybe a little better with, like, the military shit. Right. So, he'll definitely have a role, but... It does kind of lead to, you know, something we've, we've talked about for many seasons now, which is the question of, does Danny actually ever sit on the Iron Throne? I personally don't think so. And I don't think so either. I think, I think this experience of her trying to take back Westeros is either going to convince her that she can't rule, that she's only a conqueror. You know, and Marine worked out in the end, but... Well, I also think that... I, I don't even know that King's Landing makes it out of all of this. No, She still true. has the seat at Dragonstone, so it could just be... I'm still convinced we're going to end up with Seven Kingdoms. That would make the most sense. Just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. As of right now. Right. Right. So... But yeah, so that is... I, I don't even remember the name of the fucking episode, but... Yeah, I don't either. I didn't write it down. Yeah, we're, we're, we suck. We're not good. Do you think Gendry is still rowing? Yes. <laughs> Gendry has, like, the biggest arms on the planet. Oh, he's got, like... His lats are so toned. They're insane. You actually... We have actually seen Gendry... Um, because he actually just kind of looks like a rock right now, and he's in background shots. He's a freak beast. <laughs> you know what he looks like now? He actually he looks like um, the, the disfigured guy from Three Hundred, and he's just kind of he's all hunched over. Is you mean the one that betrayed everybody? Yeah. He didn't have good arms. He just had a hump. Yeah. Well, whatever. 
Jesus, Rob. I don't know. Jesus. It's the, the first thing Jesus. that comes to my head. What about Jesus? Nothing. He's a fictional character. Oh. Ooh. So what's the next battle in the next episode? What do you think? Uh, Eastwatch, I think. So Either that or that's going to be your uh, big thing in episode six. Because episode five, we're going to be dealing with the fallout from this. They've right. mentioned that the White Walkers are marching on Eastwatch, so we need to get uh, one of our, point, or for lack of a better word, point of view characters up there so that we can see what's going on. I'd be surprised if John doesn't head up there. I would, yeah. I think John's got to get out of Dragonstone. Yes. He's going to mine that stuff and melt it down, make weapons, and go a thousand miles and then another thousand miles back up to the wall, so much faster. Oh, than and like the yeah, White Walkers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because time and space have no meaning. He also has a TARDIS. Everyone has TARDISes except for TARDISes. TARDI. TARDI. Except the White Walkers. Except the White Walkers. Right. They're just walking. They're just walking. They're cool with that. Johnny Walker, keep walking. Keep walking. We don't have a sponsorship from them, so we can't plug them. Oh, I wish we did. Spoils of War was the name of the episode. That's right. Shaboom. Uh, anything else? No, I, I think, think that's so. going to do it for tonight. Um, as always, uh, we said a little bit at the beginning of the episode, but thank you so much for listening. If you could like, thank you. subscribe, maybe uh, drop a review in there. Let them know uh, how awesome we are. We would really appreciate that. Uh, we also have some other uh, awesome podcasts on our little uh our little collective, we'll call it. We've got uh, After the Movie, which is our... Um, we go see a movie, and then we come and we uh, chat about it afterward. Uh, most recent episode was for Atomic Blonde. You should uh, definitely go check that. And then we have Improvised Weapons, which is our real play D&D podcast done by some of our friends from up in Vermont. I think they're on episode 7 or episode 8 this week. One of the... <laughs> Helpful. Thank you. Yes. Either way, they're well on their way in their uh, second arc of uh, their campaign there. I would definitely recommend checking that out as well. You can follow us on Twitter at Team Puma Knife. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lady Near the Lake. Bob? You can follow me at the New Time Lord. He had to think about that for a second. He doesn't know his Twitter handle right off the top I of his head. I do know my Twitter oh, handle. Oh, you paused. There was a pause. There was a, a pause. pregnant pause. Harry, do you have anywhere people can follow you? Oh. Um, Me and Bob made a a Twitter once a while ago that was based solely on the situation from Jersey Shore. I don't remember which one that is, but if you can find it, let us know. Uh, otherwise, Helpful. I'm uh, I'm on Instagram. That's about it. And he's not going to tell you the name. You're going to have to figure it out for your fucking damn self. I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Harry H63. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, thank you again for joining, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Peace. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>